0: Because of all that you keep doing on a daily basis. Because of the gift of salvation. Because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Because of the gift of forgiveness. Because we are alive. We want to ascribe to you all praise and honor tonight. We thank you, Jesus. That you are still king and you reign forever. Tonight we gather in your name what the scripture says unto you the gathering of the people shall be. Therefore we pray that your spirit will take preeminence. Your rulership will be tangible. We thank you Lord for tonight. Come and breathe the breath of life upon your word. Activate it to penetrate our spirits. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may kindly assume your seat now. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. First of all, I want to salute our general overseer, Reverend Denis Jose Menu. I salute all Reverend Ministers in the house, Evergreen Mama Yu, Hallelujah. And all the Elders, who are around, God richly bless you, and those who are watching online, I also want to salute the Kingsman executives, the president, and his team for the privilege to share with us tonight. Hallelujah. Our theme is a man to deliver God's purpose, a man to deliver God's purpose. So prayerfully I also looked at it and I called a topic out of it and that's we are called to deliver God's purpose as men. Hallelujah. We are called to deliver God's purpose as men. I've broken this into four main areas. First of all, we'll be looking at we are called by God and we are saved by God. Then secondly, look at the reason we are called. And then number three, we shall be looking at how we will qualify to deliver the mandate. And then finally, the fact that we need the Holy Spirit to help us. Hallelujah. Amen. Brethren, I am sure that we know that we are not responsible for the salvation that we have. Hallelujah. God saved us by grace. We were once far away, once upon a time, we didn't know Jesus, we were far off. The scripture says in Ephesians 2 that we were not among the commonwealth of Israel, but the death of Jesus on the cross of Calvary made it possible that We who were once far off have now been brought near. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So we cannot boast, we cannot think for once that we came to God on our own and we contributed anything in coming to the Lord Jesus. I want us to look at that. We don't have the capacity to save ourselves. We didn't have and we don't have. We couldn't help ourselves. We were destined for destruction when we were in the world. We're heading towards doom. Heading towards hell. But God in His infinite mercy, His mercy reached us. While we did not even know where we were. And located us. And brought us into His fold. Hallelujah. So being saved or called has nothing and had nothing to do with us, but everything to do with God himself. Hallelujah. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 23, the prophet puts it in prayer. And the first line of his prayer, he says that, Oh Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. We, we didn't know how we would save ourselves. We didn't guide ourselves here. We didn't direct ourselves into the love of God. But grace found us. Mercy located us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We were far away. And God guided our feet, guided our steps. While even you were in caging, while you were in the womb, God was even responsible for some of the choices of schools that our parents sent us. Just so that we could meet some people. Hallelujah. Just so that we could join scripture union. Just so that we would be available at a certain convention, at a certain crusade. God orchestrated it all and sent us there. Just so that we will be saved. Hallelujah. So the prophet says, Oh Lord, I know. I know that the way of man is not in himself. We did not calculate our steps here. We did not do anything about it. We did nothing. It was total grace that brought us here. It is not in man who walked to direct his steps. It is not a man. Maybe even in the senior high school, you were thinking about a particular school. You didn't get it. But God made it possible that you ended up in another school. And by the time you complete, you know for sure that it was God who sent you there. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I remember after the junior high school, I got some... I applied those days, 1996, to some schools in the Volta region. I went there and my name was not on the notice board. And we traveled to Ho twice it didn't work out then I was at home about 3 weeks into the reopening and my dad says "Okay, I've got a school for you so we are going and sometime later I remember lying down one time in the dormitory and there was this senior called Isaac Adichre he would lie on his bed in the dormitory and he would tuck his mosquito net under the mattress he would just be on the pillow and he would be speaking in tongues and it fascinated me somehow all the other seniors were not like that that this senior alone the way he would even talk to you respectfully and he was always praying he was different so it drew me near to him and then he started guiding me sent me to scripture union and then i knew that it was god hallelujah it was God from day one. It was God. So we read in the scripture, and Jesus puts it beautifully, John chapter 15 and verse 16. And this is so powerful. He says, "You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruits should remain." Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love the first part. You did not choose me. You didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose you. Oh, can I hear an amen? Praise God. Don't mind me when I'm calling for more amens. Because in I get a lot of amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You did not choose the Lord. It is funny when we come to the Lord. And sometimes we say it that, in 17 years. I no? Jesus. Really? Oh, Jesus rather took you. Hallelujah. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Hallelujah. Jesus chose us. What power did we have? Oh Lord, I know it is not in man to direct his steps. So you are not the one who walked when the altar call was made. But the Spirit of God invited you and brought you out. His Spirit convicted you. His Spirit identified you. It was His Spirit in the first place that brought you into the service. Hallelujah. So you did not choose me. That is Jesus speaking. But I chose you and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Jesus chose us wherever you find yourself in the Lord. Jesus chose you to be there. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. If we had the power to choose, I'm sure we'd have chosen something else or somewhere else. But Jesus, who loved us, even when we were sinners, chose us and brought us. So even men, as men and as women, to deliver God's mandate, it is the Lord who has granted us grace and has brought us into His fold so that we can have the opportunity to deliver his mandate. It was he who identified us and brought us near. Hallelujah. In Ephesians 2, he says that we were dead. Ephesians 2 from verse 1. We were dead. We were, our spirits were not responsive to the word of God. We couldn't hear God. Once upon a time, the word of God was like fallacy to us. It was like a story. When you go to church and the pastor was delaying, you were angry. You, you didn't understand. My mom would take me to Macedonia prayer camp. When I was little, like four or five years, and I would sleep on a bench throughout. I didn't know what was happening. Hallelujah. But at a point, the Spirit of God began to quicken us. The Bible says that He made us alive by His death on the cross. He made us alive so that now our spirits can respond to His Word, can understand His Word. Hallelujah. He made you, and even when we were dead in trespass, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Hallelujah. There's a scripture in John 6, 44. The Bible says that Jesus had fed the 5,000, and after the feeding, Jesus disappeared. And the people were looking for him. They were looking for him. They couldn't find him. Then they find him somewhere. And the scripture says that Jesus told them, you are not looking for me for any other reason, but you are looking for me so that you get food. Because of the food that I gave you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Then Jesus started talking and he says that he is the bread of life that has come from heaven. And the Bible says the people began to grumble. They were grumbling. Why? Is this not Joseph's son? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not the same Jesus that we know about? Who was little and was roaming about this place? And then Jesus had their grumbling and he responds. And he says that in the verse 43, he says, Why are you grumbling? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. Then in 44 he says, No one can come to me. And this is heavy for me. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So it was the Father who sent Jesus who drew us near. We didn't come on our own. We didn't come on our own. The Father drew us near. No one can make it with his own strength. No one can come to me unless my Father who sent me draws him. So it's a great privilege that when we were wandering in the dark and in the abyss, the Father in heaven could locate us and identify us and draw us near. Oh, what a privilege. Hallelujah. No one no one can come to me Unless my Father, who sent me, draws him. He says that I will raise him up at the last day. Hallelujah. So, point one, we have understood that we were called by God. We were saved by God. It was not ourselves. It was not our strength. It was nothing special that we did. It was not because of education. It was nothing but grace. In Ephesians 2, he says it twice, that you are saved by grace and not by works. Hallelujah. So that nobody can glory, nobody can boast in his presence because we are saved by grace. We didn't say that I think we can change that one. And I accepted Jesus. No, Jesus accepted us. Hallelujah. You cannot say, and I went to the Lord. No, the the Lord drew you near. He brought you near. Hallelujah. You didn't choose him. He chose you. He chose you. Then the second part, we are looking at the reason we are called. What is the reason? What is the purpose? And from the title or the theme that we have for the week, it is to deliver God's purpose. We are called to deliver God's purpose. So I want to read from Jeremiah chapter 1, from from verse number 5 to 10. So he says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Hallelujah. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. For I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth. For you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Hallelujah. He says, Do not be afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Then this is the purpose. See, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can we all say see? See. I have set this day. I have set this day. I have this day set you, so I'm reading another version in my mind, over the nations and over the kingdoms. Hallelujah. To root out. So we are, we are called. We are called. We are saved. To root out. To pull down. To destroy. To throw down. To build and to plant. Hallelujah. So I was examining this. Our first call. The reason we are called. In Corinthians, the scripture says that we are reconciled to God so that we can also reconcile the world. Hallelujah. To root out. To root out anything that is ungodly. To root out that which stands against the knowledge of the Lord. To root out the roots of LGBTQ. That's what we are called. To destroy the works of darkness. Hallelujah. To throw down Anything that exhorts itself to throw down the roots of sin, the foundation of sin, insubordination and disobedience that is ruling in the world. To throw down every wax of darkness. We are called to build the righteousness of God. We are called to establish the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is why we are called to plunder hell and to populate heaven. To destroy the works of darkness and to uplift Jesus. We are called to shine the light of Christ that all men may see and know. Hallelujah. We are called to bring the salvation of God close to people just as it was brought to us. We are called to tell people their sins. We are called to show people to Jesus. Therefore, in the Bible, in John chapter 1, verse 29, the Bible says that John the Baptist will scream one dawn and say, This is he who takes away the sins of the world. When he saw Jesus coming from afar, he said, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. So we are called to point the world to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We are called to announce Christ. We are called to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. We are called to tell the world that Jesus saves. And by doing that, we destroy the works of darkness. And we promote the kingdom of our dear son, of the dear son of Jesus, the dear son of God. And that's Jesus. Then in John chapter 13, from verse 7 to 18, we read that Jesus took water at a point and he washed the feet of the disciples. So Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing, you do not understand now. But, you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet, brother Peter. Jesus answered, If I do not wash you, you have no part in me. Hallelujah. So Jesus did not only call us, he also washed us. Praise the Lord. Simon Peter said to him, and I love this, Lord, not my feet only. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But also my hands and my head. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Not my feet only. Wash every part of my whole being. Then Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. But is completely clean. And you are clean. But not all of you. Hallelujah. And Jesus was referring to Judas Iscariot. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So when he had washed their feet, taken his garment, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Hallelujah. And this is another purpose. So God called us, granted us grace, showed us mercy, and washed our feet. Then he gives us an instruction. He gives us an assignment that you also ought to, ought to wash one another's feet. So you do that out of humility, out of love, irrespective of your pedigree, irrespective of your status, irrespective of how high ranking you are, once you are saved and you are in the kingdom, you have a sole responsibility to wash other people's feet with the water of the word. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So he gives them an instruction that even me, you call me teacher. And that is right, because I am teacher. I have washed your feet. I have demonstrated humility. It's interesting, when you come to the Ark Temple, you see people from all walks, occupying various positions, but they are serving with gladness. They are serving with humility in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. To the glory of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Everybody is serving, and we are glad to serve Our pedigrees do not count here. We come low in the presence of the Lord. We are glad to serve one another. Hallelujah. And that is what Jesus told us to do. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Hallelujah. Shall we look at the scripture and the theme, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are God's workmanship. For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. For good works. Hallelujah. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are God's workmanship. And I, I think the word workmanship is not only talking about the fact that he molded us and, and created us. But the workmanship is also talking about who we have become as a people. Throughout the changing scenes of life, who we have become. How he has taken us through life. And has molded us into the beings that we are today. Hallelujah. And the fact that maybe once upon a time we used to be very angry and now we are no more. It is part of the workmanship. The fact that we used to walk like the way worldly people walk and now we don't walk like that. It's part of the workmanship. So we are created. We are his workmanship. God himself goes into labor work in our lives. And molds us and crafts us and designs us so that we can do good works. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. So you look at yourself and then you tell yourself that it is God who has made me as I am. He made me like this so that I can carry out his mandates. He made me like this so that I can do good works. It is God who is at work in us. As the laborer. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is working. He's the master craftsman. Crafting us. We are not yet done. for the Bible says we are a spiritual house in First Peter. We are being built into a spiritual house. So he's still carving out. He's still molding like clay. He's still changing us until we fit into purpose. Until we're able to deliver the mandate for which he's called, he's called us. So he says, "For we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. So none can do good works unless he is created in Christ Jesus. If you are not created in Christ, you cannot do good works. You cannot deliver the mandate and the purpose of Christ. Hallelujah. I want to move to the third part now. How to fulfill this and what makes you qualified to carry out the mandates. How can you do that? Now that you have been called. And you know the assignment. How do you avail yourself to do that? And we read from Second Timothy. Chapter 2. Verse 20. To 21. But in a great house. There are not only vessels of gold. And silver but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Hallelujah. The 21 says that, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Can we have it in NLT, please? In NLT, from verse 20. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver. And some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, And the cheap ones for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Hallelujah your life will be clean and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. And this is how we qualify. In a great house like CFCC, in a great house like the nation Ghana, in a great house like your family, in a great house like your workplace, there are all kinds of vessels. And the utensils are representing people. The Bible says that some are for honorable use. There are occasions that we need somebody to deliver a vote of tongues and we are looking out for a special person to come and deliver that because a person has that grace and quality. We don't just call anybody. We are looking for somebody to deliver or carry out an assignment and you are looking out for a certain quality. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Acts chapter 6 that when they were looking for people to serve, the apostle said, "We cannot leave the scriptures and prayer, and begin to share food." And one would have thought that if they were looking for people to serve food, then they would go for caterers. But the Bible says that they asked them to look for those who are of good report and are filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah! Filled with the Spirit. So we are praying for a time that the whole church is anointed, the security man is anointed, that no demon can trespass from the entrance and enter into the church because everybody is filled with the Spirit. Everybody is anointed. But the Bible says that the part we need to play is to purge ourselves, is to position ourselves aright, is to cleanse ourselves. Then we can be meat for the Master's use. Hallelujah. This is what qualifies us. This is, this is the part that we need to play. For the utensils are there in their numbers. And some are for honorable use and some for dishonorable use. But if a man purges himself, if a man cleanses himself, if a man positions himself aright, if a man stands right before the Lord, if a man pursues righteousness and holiness, then he will become meat for the master's use. Hallelujah. So as men, for us to be able to deliver God's purpose, the scripture is saying that if we cleanse ourselves, then we'll become vessels of honor, sanctified and useful for the master. The book of Genesis chapter 12 from verse 1 to 3, the Bible says that God calls Abraham. And when you read, it's very interesting. The Lord had set Abram, or Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. Then he says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you famous. And you will be a blessing. That's three. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you look at this piece of scripture and you see that the only assignment that Abram needed to carry out was to get out. The Bible says, get out of your father's house. Get out of thy country. Get out of thy kindred. So get out from where you find yourself. And the rest of the work is done by God. I will, I will, I will, I will six times. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. You are just to get out and position yourself well. Then God takes charge. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know where we find ourselves. Maybe we are already vessels meet for the master's use. But we can also go higher we can desire more. We can yearn for more. We can pray for more. We can crave for more. But he says, get out. Wherever you are positioned that you are supposed to get out, you just get out. Hallelujah. You get out. You relocate yourself. You heed the word of God. You heed to the voice of God. Then the word, the Bible says that God takes charge. After you have gotten out, I will. I will. It is not you anymore. I will. I will. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Hallelujah. In you, all the people of the world shall be blessed. Finally, I want to talk about the fact that we need the person of the Holy Spirit to be able to carry out every mandate and purpose of God. There is no way we can carry out any mandate without the Spirit of God failing us and empowering us to do that. So the Bible says that Jesus instructed them while he was about to be taken up. And he says that, stay in Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Hallelujah. Stay in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, we read. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the world. So we need the Holy Spirit to come upon us. To empower us before we can carry out the purpose of God and deliver same. Hallelujah. We need the person of the Holy Spirit. Without Him, we can't achieve anything. The Bible says in Isaiah 61, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. It is the Spirit of God that anoints us, empowers us, edges us, spares us on, so that we can preach the good news, which is actually the purpose of God, to the poor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me. So we need the Spirit of God to come upon us. To come upon us some more. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the last days, He will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. We need to crave and desire that the Spirit of God comes upon us. It is the Spirit of God. He is the one who helps us to even hear God and obey Him. We are. We, the Bible says our spirit and his spirit bear witness that we are children of God. So our spirit must connect to the spirit of God. Otherwise, when God is speaking, we will not hear. We will miss it. God speaks all the time, but it takes the spirit of, of man, which connects to the spirit of God, to be able to identify the voice of God. It, it's just like, I was sharing in Sakumon, and I said, it's like, a SIM card belonging to maybe MTN or any other telco. And if you have it in your phone, then you can receive messages, you can receive texts, you can receive a call. And once you don't have that SIM card, then you are cut off from that particular telco or network. There is no way you can receive any signal from telco, there may be MTN, when you have a telco in your phone. It will not work. Hallelujah. So the SIM card is the Spirit of God. We need Him. The Bible says, and the Spirit of God came upon Bezaliel. And he was blessed with wisdom in all craftsmanship. He was designing jewelry. He was doing all kinds of things and weapons. It was the Spirit of God that came upon him to be able to do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Ezekiel chapter 2. The scripture says that as he spoke to me, his spirit lifted me up and set me on my feet so that I could hear him speak. Can we read that scripture in Ezekiel 2? From verse 1. Ezekiel chapter 2. And he said to me, son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you. Verse 2. Then the spirit entered me when he spoke to me and set me on my feet. And I heard him who spoke to me. So in the first place, God commands that, Son of man, stand on your feet. But I am sure the son of man didn't stand on his feet. So he needed the Spirit of God, in verse 2, to enter him and set him on his feet, so that he can hear God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the Spirit of God dwells richly in us, we can be seated like that and we'll be hearing the voice of God, but our spirit will be standing. Even though we are seated. But we are listening with our spirit standing. We are catching it. Every antenna is up there. Hallelujah. In these last days, God is speaking in various forms. He is speaking through children. He is speaking through all kinds of people who are around us. But who is who is listening? Who is hearing? The spirit entered me. When he spoke to me. And set me on my feet. I pray. That while we hear, the, I'm not sure there is any word I'm preaching tonight which we have not heard in this house before. Hallelujah. But the, the, the fact is that, do we, do we hear? Do we listen? Do we understand? The scripture says in Matthew 13, but as for you, it's been given that you should understand. Hallelujah. So we are privileged to understand. It is the Spirit of God. He is the one who helps us to understand. He is the one who sets us on our feet so that we can hear. Some people hear God's Word, even though they are seated like this. But the Spirit is literally lying down. The Spirit is not up. The Spirit is lying down. So they cannot respond the way they are supposed to respond. But when the Spirit of God sets you on your feet you can really carry out the mandate that God has given you and the purpose that He has given you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to leave us with a quote from Brother Billy Akani's book. Um, And the title of the book is What God Looks For in His Vessel. And I quote, No man in his natural state can fit into God's mold. Every vessel he has chosen, he has used, was formed, framed, and fashioned from the dust of nothingness. Clay they were in the potter's hand, beaten into shapes they now bear, and tuned into the pitch they now produce. Fired and melted and beaten and bent, dried and trimmed until they became a vessel fit for the master's use, unquote. Hallelujah. To deliver God's purpose as men, he calls us by grace. We heed to his call. He molds us even as we purge ourselves. And then he uses us to achieve great feat, bringing the kingdom of darkness down and building the kingdom of light and of his dear son Jesus in replacement. Hallelujah. Shall we please rise to our feet even as we pray? Wanna sing the song as we prepare to pray on one prayer topic. Daily as I live, Often as I breathe, let my whole life be expressions of your praise. Daily as I live, often as I breathe, let my whole life be expressions of your grace. We cry, Abba, Father, hallowed be your name, hallowed be your name, hallowed be your name. We cry, Abba, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be Your name. Hallowed be Your name. We cry, Abba Father. Hallowed be Your name. Hallowed be Your name. Hallowed be, your name. Hallowed be Daily as I live Often as I breathe Let my whole life Be expressions of your praise Daily as I live Often as I breathe Let my whole life The expressions of your praise. Oh, we cry, Abba, Father. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. We cry, Abba, Father hallowed be your name Aloha. be your name hallowed be your name we want to pray tonight we are praying that our father lord whatever we need to do To make our calling and election sure. So that we can deliver your purpose. Grant us the grace to know. And the will to do. Grant us the grace that we will know. Grant us the will that we will do. Even in the name of Jesus. A man called to deliver God's purpose. A woman called to deliver God's mandate. Whatever it takes, wherever we need to go, may God connect us just as He called us. Whatever obedience that He takes from us, may we submit our will even to His will. May His Spirit come upon us afresh and fill and empower us so we can deliver the purpose. May we not go into our graves having done nothing about the purpose of God. Like the one who went to bury the talent. May it not be said that we buried the talent. We did not carry out the mandate. We did not carry out the purpose. May the Lord help us. May the Lord strengthen us. May His Spirit fail us. May capacity be given to us. May divine enablement come to our bodies. May our mortal bodies respond to the voice of God. May our spirits be set on their feet. Even as he speaks to us, may we catch the revelation. May we have understanding of his word and the terms of reference into which he has called us. That we will walk in them as people and workmanships of God created in Christ Jesus. Even beforehand, that we will walk in them. May grace be sufficient. May mercies reach us. May the Lord push us into line when we deviate. May He push us back into line and into His purposes and into His will. May the Lord help us. As members in his body to carry out every mandate he has assigned to us. In the name of Jesus. Oh, may we not miss it, Lord. May we not miss it that you spoke and we did not hear. You called us and it was useless. May we not miss it, Lord. May we not miss it, Lord. Lord. That you called us, O God, to pull down, to root out the works of darkness. To build and to plant the righteousness of God. The kingdom of God. The goodness of the Lord. To establish the light of Christ. To show the world to Jesus. May we not miss it, Lord. May we not miss it, Lord. That as men we would deliver. For your spirit is upon us. Oh, to preach the good news to the poor. To declare the acceptable year of the Lord. To bring beauty to replace ashes. The oil of gladness for the spirit of heaviness. We pray that you will help us. Oh, you will grant us capability. Activate our spirits again. Activate our mortal beings again. To respond into the purposes of God. In the name of Jesus. Remind us. Remind us if we have forgotten by your spirit. Remind us how we started. Remind us the prophecies we have received before. Are we walking in them, Lord? Remind us again. Remind us again. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name tonight. We give you all praise. We give you all honor. Thank you for speaking to our spirits. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for the privilege of being called. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Oh, we did not choose you, but you chose us. We bless your name that you chose us. When we were nothing, you still chose us. And you blessed us. And you endued us with power to carry out your purpose. We are grateful. We praise your name even now and forevermore. And the church shall respond with a big amen.